did we decide that this book is about? Is it just a dumb baby book? <laughs> or is there meaning? Or is it something to do with Stalin not getting what he wants? I think I think it's subjective. No, no I, did, I, I think, I think it, you're wrong. This is the Swine Before Pearls podcast with Joel and Trent. Welcome back to Wild Summer. What are you doing? What? What? Sorry. Hi. Wild Summer, Swine <laughs> Before Pearls. We're going crazy. Ice uh, cream edition. Yep. Jack's still here. Pull hey, up everyone. your favorite high caloric ice cream. We're rocking about 1,400 calories over there. That's a good time. Trent's in bulking season. That's mm. what the summer's all about. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. It's Swine Before Pearls, the podcast where we talk about things and experience things. And today we're, we got a big topic. Oh, boy, I'm ready for this. This might be the densest book we've ever covered. Oh, gosh. Um, and we actually think we need you guys to understand exactly what we're going through. We're, we're going over the very hungry caterpillar. Mm. Half the reason why it's so dense is just so babies won't <laughs> rip it up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally the densest book we've covered. I can't fit Joel, it in my mouth. Joel <laughs> almost took a bite out of it. Eat your heart out, Proust. <laughs> yeah, Proust, can I take yeah. a bite out of your book? Um, so I should qualify. I've never read The Hungry Caterpillar. I've, it's never been read to me. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so imagine a combination uh, between The Hunger Games and To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of the same themes. Mm-hmm. You know, starvation, mm. transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, butterflies butterflies mm. yeah uh it's got everything this is this is a book the hungry caterpillar racial commentary yes it has racial commentary <laughs> we are going to get overwhelmed okay. with the racial implications of this book i'm ready to get overwhelmed dude all right i'm already overwhelmed jack have you read this book before i know i have i i didn't remember it until we start talking about it trent spoiled it for me because he showed me the last page, so I know how it ends. But you don't deserve to experience this book untarnished, I suppose. <laughs> All right, so I can't wait. Um, the first page has a bunch of colorful dots on it. Fellas, check out the colorful dots. Uh, it says, "For my sister Krista." That's Aww, not that's my sweet. sister's yeah. name. Uh, that's sweet. So, who, who wrote the book? Eric Carl Proust. Eric Carl. <laughs> Eric Carl. <laughs> The younger brother of Marcel Proust. Is he okay. alive? Eric Carl? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. He's very well known for his art, though. Look at this. This is pretty. That is nice. All right. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some reading. Okay. We're, then we're going to do some analysis. Make sure you show the pictures to me. Okay. I will. Um, in the light of the moon, a little egg lay on a leaf. And look at that. There's the moon. The moon's smiling. And I don't think an, he's smiling. There's an egg on a leaf. The moon is definitely smiling. No. For all you, he's, he's it's a Mona work. Lisa smile. For all you listeners out there who are reading along with us, turn the page at this sound. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do we get so far from this book? Wait. Uh, birth, death. The light of the moon, a little egg. I don't understand. Okay. Um, let me break it down for you. So you know caterpillars, right? So something interesting, while I was doing research for this book, is that caterpillars actually don't give birth like humans. Um, they actually lay eggs. Mm. It's part Humans kind of do that. Oh. Humans lay eggs? They have eggs. Oh. Do they lay them? They lay them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 
I apologize to Trent's mom. (laughs) (laughs) I know she listens. She's going to be very upset. What if, like, humans actually do lay eggs and there's just, like, nests in the mountains and we don't know that they're there? I wouldn't know, though. Should we read the whole book through and then go back page by page? Maybe. Because I think this is too deep a book. I think we could spend the whole time talking about that first page. So, one Sunday morning, the warm sun came up and pop! Out of the egg came a tiny and very hungry caterpillar. Ooh. All right, let me so see. Let me there, see. There he is. There's the caterpillar. And there's a oh, giant sun. Oh, look at the sun. It's huge. Wait, hold on. That means turn the page. Okay. You'll notice uh, if you're reading along with us that some of the pages coming forward are a little smaller and kind of spoil what's coming up. Apologies if you don't have the same edition as it, us. Is this a scratch and sniff? No. Okay. He started to look for some food. Naturally, he is a hungry guy. On Monday, he ate through one apple, mm. but he was still hungry. Mm. Mm. See that apple there? It's got, it's got a little hole in it uh, so that you can count along with the book. I don't know if I'd be able to count without the hole. Hmm. Well, that's Whoa. what it's there for. Whoa, look at that. On Tuesday, he ate through two pairs. No way. But he was still hungry. No. All right. Check it out, fellas. Dude, this guy is eating a lot of food. (laughs) It's about to get crazy, fellas. You know how Wednesdays are, right? Mm. So I think this is pretty appropriate. On Wednesday, he ate through three plums, but he was still hungry. Mm. What if he has a tapeworm? Oh, my gosh. That would explain so much. <laughs> what okay, we gotta this save, doesn't sound natural. We got to save the fan theories for okay. the end. Uh, right? okay. um, on Thursday, he ate through four strawberries, but he mm. was still hungry. Hmm. Ooh, ooh, a lot, of, lot to talk about here, fellas. On Friday, he ate through five oranges, but mm. he was still hungry. No way. Oh, he did. He did. Look at that. There's all five. There's five oranges, and they all have little caterpillar holes in them. What if that's like for a pencil? What? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Look, look at that page. Okay. Oh, that this page. This is a full page. This is crazy. On Saturday, he ate through one piece of chocolate cake, one ice cream cone, one pickle, one slice of Swiss cheese, one slice of salami, one lollipop. One piece of cherry pie, one sausage, one cupcake, and one slice of watermelon. That night, oh no, he had a stomach ache. No mm. way. I'm not kidding you guys. This is serious stuff. Oh boy. The next day was Saturday again. The caterpillar. Wait, the next day was Saturday again? Oh wait, no, it was Sunday again. Okay, I skipped a day. Sorry. Careful. Sorry. I I'm ruining the integrity of this book. I'm sorry for all of our listeners out there who might. I'm I'm sorry to anyone who's feeling like they need to leave at this point. I hope they do. Because I, I ruined the integrity of a classic children's book. We all make mistakes. <laughs> he almost Trent. dropped it too. Okay. All right. The next day was Sunday again. The caterpillar ate through one nice green leaf. And after uh, that, he felt much better. He ate through a green leaf. He really did. That's awesome. Okay. Whoa. Now he wasn't as hungry anymore. Is this the scratch and sniff And he part? wasn't a little caterpillar anymore. He was a big, fat caterpillar. Man, R slash chonkers. 
He built a small house called a cocoon around himself. Hmm. He stayed inside for more than two weeks. Then he nibbled a hole in the cocoon and pushed his way out. And he's a Discord moderator. He was a beautiful butterfly. Mm. Can I see the butterfly? He's beautiful. Why are his wings all weird? I don't know. They're like upside down. Is that the end? That's the end. end. That's the book. All right, fellas, what are your thoughts on this book? Um, First thought, inverse Genesis. Inverse Genesis. Because we start with Sunday and we work backwards. Instead of creating, we're taking away. Mm-hmm. He's consuming. He's not bringing into the world. He's taking it out. Hmm. Here's my theory. He's stoned. Mm-hmm. My man is stoned. Okay? okay. Here's why. All right. All right. First off, he takes part of an illicit substance. What? <laughs> Apples. 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 Okay. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Inverse Genesis. Wait for me. We're wait, starting off wait eating for me here. the fruit okay. of the knowledge I know you of guys good aren't, and evil. I know you guys aren't in like drug subcultures or anything, but a common marijuana intake apparatus is an apple with a hole cut out of it, also known as an apple bong. Okay. Apple bottom jeans. So this isn't this isn't an apple. This is a bong. So he eats a bong with bong water. Gets stoned and then goes on a spree. Okay. And then he listens, like, look at the spree. And then he he eats something green. Okay. So that's a little more. And then he listens to Dark Side of the Moon backwards and he's a butterfly. Hmm. So that's my theory. Okay. I think it's a good theory. I think it holds up. What about you, Trent? Here's what you're not realizing, you guys. Um, so. This is a symbolic transformation journey. Hmm. All right? So this is actually about me in middle school, right? So just you? Just me. This is about me. Nobody else can understand this book like I do. Mm. Wow, your intellect is huge. Yes. So um, each fruit represents different cringe things that I did. Hmm. All right. So the apple, for instance, represents uh, the time that I found out a girl liked me and I didn't know what to do. And so one time I just stared at her across the room while giving a presentation. And it was very weird and uncomfortable. And I don't think she liked me after that. That's kind of hot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that... a lot like Twilight, actually. Yeah. Trent? Yep. I think you might be reading a little too much what <laughs> into this book um the second one all right fine you don't want to hear my cringe stories from middle school sounds that's like, okay sounds like somebody needs an ego death all right well you know he gets fat and that was like me in middle school and then he became a beautiful butterfly with his own podcast about pigs reading content <laughs> I think you're reading into it a little bit, more. I think you got some things right. Okay. My issue is, though, he gets fat. Mm -hmm. How could he get fat? He'd be eaten, though. No, 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 no. But he's eating healthy. Look at all these fruits. Well, look what he ate on Saturday. Okay, but Saturday's Saturday. Dude, that man was eating, like, 
one apple for the whole okay. day, and then Saturday he listen, ate through like a listen. carnival. Look, look at this. These are not the entire thing. These are bite sized. Okay, dude, he's the size of a. No, look how big this guy is. That's huge. That's about the size of my hand. Let me see. Let me see. For those of you who are only listening, we have a tape measure okay. that we're using the size. It's about six and a half inches. That's uh yeah, six and a quarter. Okay, I'd six say. six and a quarter inches. Okay, that he he is not fat. He got fat. I, he got fat. Why are we calling so him much. fat? The book calls him fat. I don't think that's a healthy thing to tell. Well, the you can caterpillar. bring it up with Mister Eric, whatever Carl. If he's still Weezer, alive, I right. will. I think we're coming across something. Hmm. Maybe this book is really problematic. Have we thought about that? Can we cancel the hungry caterpillar? No. I think we should. Okay. Imagine you're a what? small caterpillar reading this. Well, what's what's problematic about it? All right. So first off, it's saying that you can get fat and then turn into a butterfly. You don't think that's problematic? <laughs> that's problematic. All right. But think about it, right? So the first thing he eats is an apple, mm-hmm. right? Why Why did he pick an apple? I think it shows a lot about his character that he wasn't, he didn't even stop to consider other fruits, all right? If you want to have a healthy and balanced diet, you should think about what you eat before you eat it. He didn't even look up the nutrition facts of the apple, all right? Is this the kind of message we want to send to kids? Look at this last page. He's binge eating, and the book does not reprehend him for his yes, it does. He had a stomach ache. He had a stomach ache. Big deal. Everybody gets stomach aches. Trent, sometimes. I think you're not reading into the book enough now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I you think the stomach ache means a little more than just a temporary. I think the caterpillar discomfort. is morally reprehensible. Why is he morally reprehensible? Because he's a glutton. He Joel. doesn't care. When you were born and yeah. you walked into this world, were you really thinking about the things that you were consuming? Yes. He's six days old. He's had all the time in the world to and figure this out. I was a smart out. baby. And as you grew up, were you thinking about all I, the things, both not just food, but that you were putting I, into your dude. brain? All those movies, all those TV shows. Were you thinking about, yeah. is this good for me? Is this Every bad for me? One. It was in front of you yeah. and you just consumed yeah. it. Wait. Wait, guys, I think Joel is onto something with the drugs, all right? Think about it. <laughs> think about it, okay? So he starts off with just one food. Yeah. Right? But that's not enough for him. Yeah. He has to keep coming He's back. He's an addict. And he has, this is a book about addiction. He has Mm-mm. to keep going further and further and, into his addiction. Yes. And he can't stop. Amen. And he's, he's trying more extreme things, yep. a wider variety of things. Yep. And the then he, apple is a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug, and then he bottoms out and turns into a piece of poop. I think the apple has something to do with Macintosh. Oh, oh. wait, wait. What if this apple, is an wait, Macintosh about- is supplying drugs to people to subordinate them <laughs> and turn them into caterpillars? <laughs> we cracked it, Steve Jobs. Wait, the Butterfly Pavilion was created by Apple. The butterfly effect. Look at it. For Rizzle, though, my my dear friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's about self-control. Nah. Self-control. Self-control. What's that? Who's he? Um, ask the caterpillar. But I don't but I don't understand how all that bad. What if this is an allegory for Christianity? Okay. Okay. 
So hear me out. He lives a life of sin. Mm. All right. Look at all this sin. He's eating. He's obviously a glutton. And then he quite literally turns a new leaf. On Sunday. <gasps> now get this. Oh, on Sunday. Sunday. The Lord's. Oh, the Lord's day. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. That's Hallelujah. Crazy. He eats some leaf, and his tummy ache feels wet. So the leaf is the Bible. We have to eat the leaf, and then we die. He dies in the cocoon, okay. and then he becomes an angel, an angel, aka a butterfly. Well, let me ask you this: What's so great about him becoming a beautiful butterfly? So he can eat more. And well, less here's the thing: <laughs> If you crush a cockroach, you know that's good, right? Yep. If you crush a butterfly, you're a monster. So does this book have something to do with the importance of aesthetics and how we value things? Because a cockroach and a butterfly are both just bugs, but one act is morally reprehensible and the other is praised. What does that say about aesthetics and how we view the world and people? I think we're speciesless. Wow. Why is if, it? A if a bus full of soldiers blows up. <laughs> Everybody goes on with their life mm. because it's expected. Mm. But when a bus full of children blows up, everyone loses their minds. When a bus full of butterflies blows up, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone just loses their mind. Society is all wrong. Well, and I'm the only one who's right. Let me tell you something, guys. Okay. We're not the only great minds in this world who have thought not? about this book in such a deep and philosophical manner. Who else has thought of it? Fun fact, the, uh, <clears throat> the Pringle Institute <laughs> for Ethics. <laughs> I'm glad they're branching out. <laughs> you know, they like making tubes. Sour cream and onion just wasn't cutting it for me. <laughs> they like making tubed snacks and also talking about the moral ethics. Wait a minute. Hungry it's Prindle, not Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> the Prindle Institute. Oh, I was about to say, is, is Pringle using the Hungry Caterpillar to advertise gluttony in order to get well, more purchase? Fun fact, this, was also, this is sponsored by Tyson Foods. Holy cow, Joel, you what? ate that ice cream quick. Do you have a tummy ache? <laughs> Why you guys? Do you, do you need to eat a leaf? This is the worst podcast to eat on. Do you need to eat a leaf? Give, give me a leaf and I'll eat it. I'll eat that plastic lay, honestly. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about the philosophical questions. Yeah, okay. Because they because they had some good ones. All right, let's go. Why did the caterpillar get a stomach ache? Because he ate. Lots of crappy food. Wrong, because he's a capitalist pig and he doesn't understand the intricacies of socialism. Yeah, I think the book might be a metaphor for capitalism. I think yeah. so, too. Okay, th think about it, you guys. So, the caterpillar eats all of the fruit, right? He doesn't save any for the 99%. This is true. If, if that caterpillar was in my house, would I get any fruit? No. He ate all of it. Hmm. All right? He didn't, he's, he's, that's the thing, he's, he didn't eat all of it. He ruined it. He ruined it. He just it. took a bite out of each one. They had to throw that. And then he just left it. And it's like, well, no one wants to eat this now. He's wasting it. It's just like how the 1% have 99% of the wealth. Yeah. And mm. they store it in their savings accounts mm. instead of spending it and stimulating the economy. Mm. Mm. 
revolution. Capitalism. Mm. That's incredible. I think the stomach ache is the guilt of knowing that you are a tax upon society and that people want to eat you. Well spoken, comrade. So I have a good question from the Pringle Institute. Okay, let's go. Do you think the caterpillar would have acted differently if someone could ha- could tell him to eat healthy? If you were the caterpillar, would you have acted differently? Why or why not? Okay, so I, I actually think this book is a metaphor for socialism, right? Sure. Um, so you have to think you have to think back like to Joseph Stalin. Okay, if someone had guided him to run the country better. Would he have enacted a form of communism that would have been successful? I I think not. I think that Joseph Stalin was rotten to the core and he was corrupt and he saw an opportunity for power created by the system of communism, right? So in the same way, the caterpillar saw that he had the opportunity to uh, take the fruit of the nation and eat it and took advantage of the trust of the other fruit eaters of the world. No, I think it's just a like fat caterpillar. <laughs> oh. Oh. I think it's just like you get sick if you, you know, eat bad yeah, food. Eat bad food. Oh. I don't know where Joseph Stalin comes into this. I wonder if he ever got sick from eating bad food. He had food. a tummy ache. They're like, Joseph, there's a half eaten ice cream cone. Oh, I think that's more of like a Kim Jong Il thing. So, I think, I think this question begs: if somebody is doing something bad and you tell them to stop, would they act differently? No, no. He's going to do what he wants. You yeah. want to know why? Because he's an addict. I think what what the caterpillar needs is a guiding hand, right? Mm. Because you can't force him to change his ways. Well, he has no parentals. No. Where are his parents? Yeah. Where are the caterpillar's parents? They're uh, nowhere to be seen. They left him. You know what? He's justified. He's mm, yes, mm, yes. Mm, Fight me. He's okay. justified. He's Joel. been left on a planet. He has no. He has no guidance. What is the moon gonna guide him? You Look, know this guy's baked. It's, you it's know smart. what? Did Everyone's you, baked. Did your parents stand by for every piece of media that you consumed and ingested? Yes. When I watched the first season of Rick and Morty, my mom was standing in the room with me. And she said it was she okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they should write a different children's book. But he didn't book. even have any parentals to begin with. He has no he has no moral sense. I mean, that that does bring up the question, to what extent do you have responsibility for morals that you were not taught? And it also asks the question, you know, well, not even really ask the question, but it kind of makes us consider the fact that actions have consequences, hmm. Hmm. and whether or not, whether or not we're aware of what we're doing or not, the consequences are still the same. If you know the caterpillar didn't know that eating that food would make him sick, but you, you know what? Even if he did, and he still did it, the consequences would have been the same. But he was able to alleviate his consequences simply with a simple course correction. Simply eating a leaf was not only satisfying, but seemed to overwhelm his uh, 
stomach problem. It did say he was no longer hungry. I think it was a solution. But I think he was just as happy eating the food. You think so? Well, yeah. is happiness the end all be stomach? all? Yes. This is about gluttony. So this is this is a hedonist This is about hedonism. Ah. Is this Yes. See, the book is disappointing because he becomes a butterfly and not a basement dwelling gamer like he was meant to be. This is true. Oh. You know? That's why the book's disappointing. This is a visual gag, Joel. This is for a podcast. Joel's looking through the holes in <laughs> Listen, the book. Um, there's about um, there's another question I could ask here. Okay, <clears throat> go for it. Is change always good? Can you think an example where change is bad? Change is always unequivocally good, and I will die on this hill. What about the dinosaurs? Good. Man, they boy, died. Germany changed a lot in the 30s, <laughs> didn't okay. it? Okay, oh, okay, unequivocally. Ugh. Robert yeah. J. Oppenheimer right. changed a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> when no, no, he no, no, became no. death. Fellas, when you bring up the Nazis in an argument, it is only because you have lost. And no, you have no, no further ground neither, to stand I didn't on. bring up the Nazis. I brought up that's, us. That's, I brought up the Americans. I'll no, fight on this hill Nazis. with you. Let's go toe to toe. All right. Change is always good. Uh, is it though? Yes. What about global the, warming? Global warming? Good. I hope <laughs> I hope that the polar ice caps melt and drown everybody. I hope that people try and sell their homes to get away from the melted ice or the melted ice that is drowning out their homes and there will be no one to buy them. That is what I want. I want them to be stuck in their crappy homes in serious financial burden. Because they are unable to move away. That is what I want. That is change. I don't care how it comes about. Man, that speech is going to go great when you're a politician in two years. It, they'll be all right. Yeah. The, the people need to know that I am unequivocally for change regardless of the consequences. Oh, not, okay. Ex unless it makes <laughs> me a bad person. <laughs> the things stay the same. What do you think, Jack? About what? Is change always good? <laughs> Can you think of examples where change is bad? Well, if my ice cream melted, that'd be pretty bad. It's melting <laughs> now. You better eat up, big boy. But, but it makes my stomach hurt when I <laughs> eat too much of it. Here's the deal. When I drink too much Bingo Bright, my stomach hurts. When I go to the store, um, I actually prefer not to get my change. It I, I just... Store it in my pocket, and then it kind of goes on the ground in my, about the wrong my room. Change. The wrong change? Yeah. What? We're talking about change. You oh. Know, like the social movement. Oh. Um, I have another question. Okay. What you got? <clears throat> have you eaten a lot of sweets? Did it feel good? Feels all right to me. Does it does it feel good? No. That's a thousand four hundred calories. Yep. I'm not gonna eat it all tonight. But it, it makes me sad every time it starts melting. We should eat it. So what did we Why decide? Calories? What did we decide that this book is about? Is it just a dumb baby book? <laughs> or is there meaning? Or is it something to do with Stalin not getting what he wanted? I think I think it's subjective. No, no, I do, I, I, think, yeah, I it, think you're wrong. Do you, well, that's subjective. <laughs> right, Jack, do you, 
<laughs> do you believe that art should be quantified objectively, or do you believe that all analysis is deeply rooted in the subjective? Um, <laughs> I wasn't prepared to answer questions like these when we're going over this little baby book on bugs. Um, can, uh, you know, I think anybody can pull anything out of their butts when their back's against the wall, <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm doing right now. <laughs> Very thoughtful. That answered my question. <laughs> I think this book can mean whatever you want it to mean. At the end of the day, I think Eric Carlay wanted to get a specific message across what do you think that is uh don't eat too much bad food that's a good meaning trent what do you think um so if you think about it right there are there are seven days of the week not every day is as good as the others and not every fruit that the caterpillar eats is as good as the others either but when you get to saturday that's when things go a little wild. There's all sorts of things you can eat on Saturday. But then on Sunday, you're eating leaf. You gotta eat your leaves. You gotta eat your leaves. And what is life if not eating leaf? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid joke. That's a stupid joke. Yep. I hate you for that. I'm sorry, sometimes <laughs> improvisational <laughs> comedy is not funny. Yeah. Well, mm. I think I'm going to stay by my original statement. I think this book is about drug use. Okay, great. So uh, well, I guess we're a house divided. Yep. And that's really what this book is about, is divided houses. I think it's, it was meant to be divisive. I think it was yeah. a dumb baby book about a bug. <laughs> I think he spent four minutes writing this book. <laughs> Jack, this is this is number sixty-four on Goodreads best book ever list. Are you willing to say that this is just a baby book? Yes. The people decided. The people are stupid. You are against democracy. Just like the hungry caterpillar. <laughs> He's an anarchist. Alright. So fellas. Yeah. You have just now, just now, partaken in one of the best books of all time. How are you better? I got a legit got a tummy ache from eating a whole thing of ice cream. While <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better go find a leaf. <laughs> I called you out for it, and you criticized I'm, me. I, I'm, I don't feel good. And I wish somebody had told me this earlier that I could have avoided this. I'm better because when I have kids, I'm going to make sure they read a good baby book <laughs> like Dr. Seuss and, you know, Red Fish, Blue Fish, One Fish, Two Fish. Because that's a book with some actual, you know, value because it teaches you to count and colors. This one had holes in it, though. So <laughs> I'm better. You got because, it upside down. Oh. If you think about it, life is about the small decisions. 
and what you do with them. And this is a baby book that has nothing to do with them. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Baby book. Any book that we do not understand is a stupid baby book, and people are dumb for enjoying it. You hear that, Marcel? We're still on this train. Screw you, Marcel. You wrote a stupid book about your walks. You did a little baby book because you like pooping in your diaper. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed reading The Hungry Caterpillar more than listening to your book. I learned nothing from either one. I refuse to learn anything. I hope there's a literature fan in this podcast who hates that we read a baby book and enjoyed it more than the stupid walk book. The stupid walk book. All right. So how dense was this book, you guys? I give it a solid 10. Yeah. Uh, 9.6. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd do a 10, but I'd put the zero before the one. So. And then put a zero after the one. So one? Ten. Oh. Because there's a zero after the one again. I don't know how I'm how I've made it this far in life. I don't know either. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, I I I like that. That's good. Yeah. I like the communist overtones. Yeah. It was deep. Um uh, I really like the anarcho capitalist overtones. Yeah. Okay. So uh let's talk about what's coming up next. What is coming up next? Okay. So next week we are going to talk about the Big Lebowski. Mm, my f- Actually, number one. No, not, not next week. Next week we're doing In the Field. In the Field. Then we're talking about the Big Lebowski the yeah, week after. Pretty cool. Big Lebowski, man. Uh, and then we are going to cover what something by Simon and Garfunkel. You, you Bridge chose Over it. Troubled Water. Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel. Thank you. And I then, am an intellectual. What's the book? Um, I'm pretty sure it's... Um, I have it is, on, it, is it my book? Yeah, it's your book. Oh, Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Yeah. Okay. Is that by Kerouac? Jack Kerouac? Uh, Jack no, it's not by Jack Kerouac. It's by... Um, Christmas Candles. Yeah. What's his face? Christmas Candles. <laughs> Christmas Candles. Christmas Candles. It's by... Um, whatever. All right. We'll, well figure... Uh, yeah, this is, this is Jack's last time on the podcast. We're yep. kicking him off. That's right. We're burying him, him in the backyard. Rightfully so. Um, look at his look. And he has look to at his go eyes. back to Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, this has been another episode of Wild Summer, where we cover whatever we want. Hey, thanks. Fun. I've thanks. got a huge tummy ache because I'm allergic to dairy, so I'm going to drop a bomb. Thanks off. for having me on the show, guys. Hey, thanks for being here, Jack. Would you like to give any final words to the audience? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> we love you. Kisses. Except for one of you. I hate one of you specifically. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>